first time for Jake Gagne joining us here in the Freak Nation. And I got a feeling it's not going to be his last. Uh-uh. Of course, your Moto America uh-uh. Superbike champion, Jake Gagne, here with the Freaks. And Jake, so many things we want to talk to you about. You don't know our history, but our history is pretty deep when it comes to two wheels, in particular when it comes to superbikes. It's incredible the, the, the riders that have come through here from uh, – I could go on and on. But, but having you on is interesting because the record that you tied was one of our favorite people in the whole planet – <laughs> uh, Nikki Hayden with those race wins. And I took it kind of personal that you tied Nikki oh, Hayden with race wins, buddy. I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so- yeah, it was, a, it was an incredible year to get that many wins. And I mean, for not having a super bike win until this year, it just all came in a flood, you know, it was kind of crazy. With, with those number of wins, if that happens in something crazy, like that happens in, the NFL or major league baseball or in NASCAR. Hold on. I'm cutting you off right there because if it happens in the NFL, <laughs> that's the perfect season. I know it. 16 consecutive wins, 17 total. Come on. That's the well, perfect my point season. Is, he had the, Jake had the perfect season. I got that. But, but, but Jake, do, did people start to question you? Like what kind of drugs you on? Oh, uh, what do you have on your bike? Are you running jet fuel? <laughs> did people start to question you? No, I, not that I know of, you know, um, yeah, I mean, we just had a really great team, a really great bike, uh, and it really helped having Cam Bobier as a teammate my year before. So it was a, kind of the second year on the team, and a lot of stuff starts to click. You know, we had a lot of great people and uh, obviously a great bike. And um, I get once I tasted that first one at the at the beginning of the season, I just didn't want to stop. I guess, and we had we had the 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 bike and the machine to make it happen every weekend. So it was a job well done to the to the whole crew. With that first win, did you know you had? the bike that was going to go on a roll or were you still kind of like, this kind of feels weird. Like we may have the bike. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to say like that, especially after the first round, you know, first rounds road Atlanta. It's a place I've always really loved. So I expected to come out swinging there. Um, but yeah, I mean, every, every, every time we loaded the bike off up the truck at every weekend, we didn't have to change a whole lot. We just, uh, we were in a really good spot and I felt really confident with the thing. And, um, it was, it was great to be the guy that was pretty much setting the pace every weekend, you know? Um, but at the same time, you know, it's tough cause I knew how bad those guys wanted to win. And, uh, I was, I was just, you know, I was able to get off to a lot of good starts throughout the year, which was a big improvement from my last couple of years. So yeah, like I said, all those things just kind of coming together. I like how you're being nice there, Jake. I know the other guys wanted to win too, <laughs> but like you just said, you've been there as well. When you get your chance, this window might not be open open for very long. It might be a couple months. It might fortunately be a couple of years, but yeah, you got to just slam on it and just go, 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 because when it's done, it might be done. So yeah, don't feel bad for the other riders. You can be <laughs> friends with them off the track, but on the track, crush it. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. That was, that was, uh, that was the plan, man. Like I said, um, we were the people, we were the guys setting the pace pretty much on pole. I think most of the weekends all year. So I knew it was up to me, uh, to go out there and get the job done in the race, you know, cause that's when it counts. So, uh, we, we added a good roll there until we hit, till we went to Alabama and got in the rain there and I threw a couple away there, but, um, it was an amazing year nonetheless. Last year was so good. Put yourself in your position right now, mentally this year versus this exact time last year before the season really got going. And are there differences? Are there similarities? Clearly the comfort level is better though, I would imagine. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, I think I'm in a definitely a different spot than I was at the beginning of the last year. I wasn't, you know, I knew we were going to be capable of, of winning races. Um, 
I just didn't know at to what extent. And, uh, this year, you know, I learned a lot last year too, even just leading all those laps and having to ride at the front like that. Um, that's a tough thing to do, you know, uh, for that many races in a row. So I learned a lot on how to kind of get that job done. And, um, so yeah, I'd say I'm, I'm feeling even better than going into this year. You know, we've done some preseason testing that has gone really, really well. So, uh, you know, we, we set a good target last year at all the, at all the tracks kind of with our lap times and knowing where we want to be at. So I, uh, hopefully I can, you know, we can keep up in the ante and I know the guys behind me are going to be doing that too. So we got a good target. <laughs> Do you enjoy racing with a target on your back? Because there's a different kind of pressure that comes with that. It's almost like when you're chasing the target, it's just, you know, no holds bar. You're just like, go, go, go. But when you are the target, do you race slightly conservatively to make sure you don't make any mistakes up front? You know, I don't really think it's changed much as a racer. You know, I go out there and I want to win and I want to win no matter what. Um, even, you know, obviously there's not always, it's not always your day, but, um, I don't really think about that. You know, I, I know, like I said, we kind of had the bike to, to beat. We had the setup and, um, just a really, really solid program. And so it was kind of, I just had to keep, make sure I keep not making those little mistakes. You know, fortunately we had races where we had a little bit of a gap and that's when you're in a tough spot, you know, you don't want to ever back it down too much. And that's when something silly happens, you know, so you just got to kind of stay in the zone and ride those laps out, you know. Are you a fan of kicking the season off, at least for your class at the circuit of the Americas? Yeah, definitely. And I was really bummed, you know, we didn't get to go there last year. I knew it was kind of on the schedule, but, um, it's cool to race with the MotoGP crowd. It, I think it brings a good crowd in there to Coda and, uh, we get to see some of, uh, some of our friends that we know, um, racing world championship, like Cambodia and those guys. And so it's, it's cool. It's cool to be on the same track and in the hype of the MotoGP weekend. Cause it's, uh, it's a really cool atmosphere. Where's the drop off. And we asked this of open wheel drivers too. Where's the drop off. How come we're not seeing a run of Americans in MotoGP? And I, I know that's been part and parcel for decades. Where's the, 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 the lack of talent funneling into MotoGP, just like Formula One when yeah, it comes Indy to Car to Formula One, exactly. Come, comes to uh, America's representing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's tough, and you know, especially since kind of the the days of Nikki Hayden coming over and and Spees, you know, there's been like a big a big lull of Americans having the opportunity to race in, in World Championship, and you know, it's just tough. You know, it's kind of a European dominate. A lot of those teams are European, and those kids over there have grown up going through the whole program, the Moto3 and the Moto2 and the MotoGP, and um, it just seems that's that's kind of where they picked a lot from, you know. And um, like I said, it, it's cool to see Cameron and, and Joe over there in Moto2, um, hoping they can have a good, strong year and see where they go from there. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, you know, I don't have an answer to that. I guess politics come into play a little bit, and uh, mm -hmm. but who knows? Is there any sort of conversations? Do you have an opportunity to talk to some of the MotoGP teams or do you even care right now? You're on such a high in your career. Does it even matter to you to go overseas or just stay at home and continue crushing it like you are? <laughs> well, of course, I'd always love the opportunity if it was a good opportunity. And, um, you know, right now I'm signed up with Yamaha doing uh, this year, 22 and 2023 20, next year as well. So, um, that's, that's the plan for right now. And hopefully we can have a good couple more strong years here and then see what happens. You know, you never know what kind of opportunities will unfold. It'd be cool to go over and obviously try to race, race some world superbike again or something like that. Um, but we'll just, we'll have to see what happens. We got two years here to look forward to in Moto America on the superbike. So try to do a good job there. 
And the reason I asked that, sorry, Kenny, I'm, I'm cutting you off for a reason here. The reason I asked that is because it's changed when it comes to IndyCar and Formula One. It used to be Formula One was the pinnacle and it still is, but there's some Formula One drivers coming over to IndyCar now. It's like, it's almost like the homogalization of, of motorsports throughout the world. It's almost, there isn't as much of a stepping stone as there maybe used to be a couple decades ago. Do you feel the same way in two wheel? Yeah. You know, sometimes it's, it seems like, uh, there's not a totally clear system, I guess, on how you, you know, yeah. sometimes it's all about who, you know, and you know, you have a good year, you ride the momentum and, um, things play out like they, like they do. You know, I can't, I can't say much except for the, the path that I've been on, you know, um, yeah. but yeah, you got the right place, right time. A lot of it, you know, Jake Gagne, Superbike champion joining us here in the freak nation. And you look at soccer in European countries and South American countries. Same with, uh, frankly, Formula One. We have karting here. We have different progress, progression for motocross and supercross, but we really don't have a feeder system that is conducive to, like you're saying, in the European countries where you're on a bike at four years old, knowing four that- months old. Yeah, <laughs> knowing that 10 years after that, you're going to be running in a, in a form of, of super bikes. So maybe it's the feeder system that we need to establish here in the States. Yeah. Like, I think that has been tough. Um, I mean, like, you know, bringing up supercross and motocross here in the States, it's kind of, uh, one of the main areas of the world, right. And there's so many opportunities and races and tracks and on the, on the opposite side with road racing, it's kind of, there hasn't, there hadn't been a lot of, you know, there's not as much pocket bike or smaller bike racings and opportunities like they have in Europe. Um, but it's been cool to see the last couple of years seeing uh, the Ovale class that comes to come with some of the select Moto America rounds and some of the young, young kids now that are really, really ripping on those things. It's cool to start <laughs> to see that, um, especially being on the same weekend as the Moto America guys and stuff. We get to go over there and watch them. And uh, hmm. I'm always there lining the fences, watching those kids. It's awesome. And so stuff like that, I think, is really going to help because I think we missed out on some of that that age group right there um, hmm. being tough road racing, you know. Jake, you referenced a little bit ago about how you are signed for two more years with this Yamaha team. And do you have things in your contract? Like, who knows? I mean, athletes all over the place, their contracts are so different. But it seems like over the last 20 years, we've seen a narrowing of availabilities in contracts. You can't go ride a go-kart or you can't skydive. <laughs> are there certain things? I mean, you're a Colorado guy. Are you allowed to ski in the offseason? I mean, are there things you just can or cannot do? No, I can do. Yeah. I don't have anything like that in my Yamaha contract. Um, funny enough though, when I was, when I was in world Superbike for Honda in 2018, um, I remember seeing in my contract, no skydiving, um, <laughs> a couple other things I, you know, I did, I think, I didn't think that was funny cause I'd never even thought of that, but, but now I can, I can, I'm free to do as I will. You know, I'm, I tend to be smarter. I think in my older years, you know, I try not to do anything stupid to get a bum ankle or anything, you know? I like that though. I tend to be smarter. I yeah. do my best. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm not smarter in my old age. Come on. Right. Nope. Nope. Nikki Hayden was, uh, we know that every time we'd have him on, he'd always hearken back to his flat track days. And that's oh, yeah. just really where his Jones was at the time. And he and his brothers would always excel at, in, in that. Uh, what's your Jones? If, if you're away from the track, and maybe you're in another motorsport. Maybe it's not another motorsport. What's what's Jake Gagne's Jones that just gets you off outside of running that bike <laughs> at you know 180 miles an hour? Yeah. Well, I grew up when I was start like four or four or five six. I started on motocross, and so. 
to me, I almost, you know, I've been riding motocross longer than I have road racing. It still almost feels like more like home in a, in a, in a weird way, you know? Um, so I still enjoy riding dirt bikes a lot, riding mountain bikes. Um, when I was in San Diego, I loved to surf a lot and, and be in the ocean. And, Ooh. but now that I'm out here in the mountains, I get to explore some other stuff and been enjoying the winter and, and hiking a lot. And, uh, yeah, I, did. I just like to be outside, you know, ride some motorcycles when I can. And I'm a pretty simple guy. <laughs> Why did you move to Colorado when you're in such a bitching place like San Diego, man? Yeah, I, I loved it. I guess, I guess being there my whole life or being around that area, um, I was just ready for ready for a change, you know, and more and more crowded every year. I was kind of just looking forward to trying to get out, get away from the city a little bit and, um, have a little more breathing room. You know, I felt like I, the only thing that was keeping me in San Diego for so long was I did love the ocean. I love the beach and, mm. and surfing. But other than that, uh, I would have been probably gone a while ago. <laughs> when you're on the bike, regardless if it's uh, in a race or you're qualifying or just practice, you got music stuck in your head, Jake. <laughs> I can't say that really happens to me. What? At least not when I put my helmet on and I, I mean, I get, you know, songs stuck in my head like anybody, but uh, I don't, I don't recall me singing while I'm riding much at all. You know, maybe if I'm out trail riding or cruising mm-hmm. around, floating around, but, uh, that, that's funny though. I don't think I'm one of those guys. You're not going to find me singing <laughs> under my helmet. <laughs> you know, I think Ben Spees was another guy. I mean, mm-hmm. we knew Ben Spees when he was 16, I think, but yeah. So, so no songs in your head. So where your focus is, is clearly on the asphalt, but I mean, you don't need a song to keep you going. What does keep you going or what does keep you pushing, pushing, pushing? Uh, I think just, I know if I, I got to focus to hold on to that thing, if not, I'm kind of screwed. So <laughs> I don't have a choice. To, okay. I just got to put all my focus in that and riding that thing and going as, going as fast as I can and uh, making sure I don't make any mistakes <laughs> that it cost me. Clearly it's working. Whatever you're doing, don't change it. You know, I think it was Kevin Schwantz, Crasher, that told me one time where every now and then, like we do in cars, we forget where we came from, meaning he'll lose himself on the bike. Like, holy smokes, I got to focus back on this bike, man. Or I I, I am going to be freaking on the tarmac. Has there been a time where you've caught yourself like, come on, Jake? Because you're so comfortable. You had like a crappy (laughs) night before. You had a, a fight with your significant other or you know you lost at the racetrack have you been caught yourself going bro i better focus or i am road rash (laughs) i do for sure i mean i think as the years go by with experience and you know racing for longer that stuff doesn't i do remember that happening a lot more when i was a kid or younger you know thinking about what's for lunch or what's for dinner or something like that (laughs) um but yeah, maybe just, you know, with the experience, I, I guess I'm focusing is getting a little better over the years. <laughs> well, brother, this is badass. Jake Gagne, Superbike champion, uh, joining us here in the Freak Nation, kicking off uh, at least your portion of the 2022 season at uh, in Austin, representing uh, the USA with all those freaking S- Spain riders that come in from MotoGP. <laughs> those guys are so badass. I don't know. I don't know what the hell they're eating or drinking. Maybe, maybe we ought to check their blood level for yeah. drugs man right <laughs> yeah those guys i mean they, like we like we we're talking about they're just off at it so young man and you, yep. know, you see these kids coming out of moto 2 or moto 3 at 16 and uh it's it's amazing yeah it just goes to show you what will happen if you do really practicing well buddy thanks for doing this good luck to you for the 2022 season let's get you in here after a big race win we've uh, we're partners with mav tv and mav tv of course is going to be fo- featuring uh your series uh, with the, I believe the majority of your races throughout the, sport. Is, is it super sport crash? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Super sport. But regardless, man, uh, after a big race win, let's get you back in here, man. All right. 
thank, yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me on, Speed Freaks, and uh, looking forward to talking to you guys soon. Absolutely. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, guys. See ya. Guy's such a freaking badass. Mm-hmm. My gosh. Anybody racing <laughs> super sports, super bike, whatever, those two-wheel machines, rockets that go mm-hmm. 180 to 200 miles an hour. <gasps> 